Yo, cut me up in the headphones. Shalom, shalom, family. Welcome back, Baruch Haba. Welcome back to the Daily Bread Podcast. Brought to you by our ministry, Living for Yahuwah. I'm your host, Dali Yahoo, here alongside my lovely wife. Krafatiba. Yes. She helping me out with so much. This wouldn't be possible without her. Just audio engineering, scheduling, helping me read, just all around assistant, A and R, R and B. Huh? <laughs> what else? Alphabets you got? <laughs> R N, VPN, VPN, <laughs> VP, VP yourself, you know. So I just MVP. MVP. That's the one. That's what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. That's the word I was looking for. Hallelujah. MVP. It's not possible MVP. So, welcome back, you guys. Thanks for being with us today. We're here to read another chapter. We're reading the word of Yahuwah daily. Today we're reading Genesis or by the sheet, chapter 18. So. Before we read, we're gonna pray and just entreat Yahuwah. His favor is reigning. We just wanna allow him to open up our palms, open up our hands, our hearts, open up our minds, and just allow Yahuwah to rain down blessings on us. Just let the rain come. Just rain on me. Rain, rain, rain. So, Barukata Yahuwah, Alahinu. Our Father, who is in the heavens, permit your name to be set apart, permit your reign to come, permit your desire to be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us for our sins, transgressions, iniquities, the sins, transgressions, and iniquities of our current family and forefathers, for our error against your Torah and your commands as we also forgive our dead orders and we forgive those who transgress against us who owe us who have done us wrong just forgive us as we forgive others you most importantly allow us not to be led to trial but save us and deliver us from the wicked one for yours is the reign the power and the esteem now and forever uh, these things and more we pray in the name of our Mashiach and Sovereign Yahushua Hello, you who? Hello, you who? Two, you who? Two, you who? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. So we just pray that everybody having a good day on this, this beautiful morning we're experiencing over here. But we are just pray that your day is equally, you start your day is equally it's peaceful and um, tranquil. And um, yeah, just allow Yahuwah to lead you today. So, without further ado, Genesis chapter 18, verse 1. And Yahuwah appeared to him by the oaks of memory as he sat by the door of his tent in the heat of the day. Yes, always interesting. So many appearances by Yahuwah. It's, it's amazing. Abraham was very fortunate. Verse 2, he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, 
three men were standing in front of him. When he saw them, he ran from the tent door to meet them and bowed himself to the earth and said, Oh, my master, if I have found favor in your sight, do not pass by your servant. Let a little water be brought and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree while I bring a morsel of bread that you may refresh yourselves and after that you may pass on since you have come to your servant. So they said, do as you have said. Sound good to me. Verse 6. And Abram went quickly into the tent to Shaddai and said, quick, three seals of fine flour needed and make cakes. And Abram ran to the herd and took a cow tender and good and gave it to a young man who prepared it quickly. You see, it don't take too long to prepare that meat. You got it right there. What you doing? Verse 18. Then he took curds and milk and the cow that he had prepared and set it before them. And he stood by them under the tree while they ate. And they said to him, Where is Shalah, your wife? And he said, She is in the tent. Verse 10. And Yahuwah said, I will surely return to you about this time next year. And Shalah, your wife, will have a son. And Shaddai was listening at the tent door behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old, advanced in years. The way of women had ceased to be with Sarah. So Sarah laughed to herself saying, After I am worn out and my master is old, will I have pleasure? Worn out? <laughs> what I love about Hebrew people, they keep it real. They speak straight. Mine say worn out. Saying one. Well, the KJV say waxed old. Mm -hmm. After I am waxed old, will I have pleasure? My master being old also. Same thing. I, I like the ESV translation. I think it's accurate. It's a standard version. English standard version. So, that's pretty much it. I'm worn out. And my master is old. Keep it real. Verse 13. Yahuwah said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh and say, Will I indeed bear a child now that I am old? Verse 14. This is the real question. Will anybody who got any contradictions, any doubts about anything you read in the scriptures? It's one simple question. Verse 14. Is anything too hard for Yahuwah? It's a great question. That's what Yahuwah posed. This is just the address right here. 18. Did you see the difference 14. between flesh and ruach? Because in her flesh, she like, I'm worn out. And they looking like, what you mean? Like, I don't understand. Like, it don't even make sense. Like, we grew up. Like, it ain't no, what, huh? Like, what? What you talking about, right? So, you're going, you're going to get, it's going, what's going to happen, it's going to happen. Like, it don't matter. Like, none of that matters. Yeah, sure. Verse 14. This is a question. Very important. Is anything too hard for you? And I think... <laughs> As a whole servant, I can clearly, but wholeheartedly tell you, no, nothing is too hard for you. So, so I think that's important for everybody to understand. So that that's why we say faith comes by hearing, because you're supposed to hear and do. And Yahuwah told them, I gave you all these words in the wilderness so that you may hear and fear. So when you understand nothing too hard for Yahuwah, it's like, I don't want to go against them. Because I believe you could, we could be like Korah and his family who touched the, 
things that was important for destruction and, and did something that Yahuwah told them not to do, the earth opened up and swallowed them whole, all them people. Or these other people who touched the ark and they died immediately. So it's like, is anything too hard for you? No. So when you understand that, that means you should have some level of respect and, and a healthy measure of fear for him to guard his commandments. And like he said to Abraham, last chapter, walk before me and be perfect, be blameless. Because nothing too hard for him to bless you or to curse you. So very interesting. Verse 14. Is anything too hard for you? Okay. Or wonderful for you. At the appointed time, I will return to you about this time next year, and Sarah will have a son. But Sarah denied it, saying, <clears throat> I did not laugh, for she was afraid. He said, No, but you did laugh. Then the men set out from there, and they looked toward, they looked down toward Sodom, and Abraham went with them to set them on their way. And Yahuwah said, Will I hide from Abraham what I'm about to do? Verse 18. Seeing that Abraham will surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth will be Barak or Baruch blessed in him. Verse 19. For I have chosen him, that he may command his children and his household after him to keep the way of Yahuwah by doing righteousness and justice so that Yahuwah may bring to Abraham what he has promised him. That's a whole mouthful right there. But I'm going to let y'all go back and read that by yourself. Verse 20. Then Yahuwah said, Because the outcry against Saddam and Gomorrah is great and their sin is very grave, I will go down to see whether they have done all together according to the outcry that has come to me. And if not, I will know it. That's a fair Allahim, right? See, I'm a, let me see for myself what's going on over here. Verse 22. So the men turned from there and went toward Sodom. But Abraham still stood, but Abraham still stood before Yahuwah. Verse 23. Then Abraham drew near and said, Will you indeed sweep away the righteous with the wicked? It's a good question. It's a fair question. Verse 24. Suppose there are 50 righteous within the city. Will you then sweep away the place and not spare it for the 50 righteous who are in it? Verse 25. Far be it from you to do such a thing, to put, to put the righteous to death with the wicked, so that the righteous fare as the wicked. Far be that from you. Will not the judge of all the earth do what is just or what is right? So it's again important dialogue between Allahim and man. And it, anytime they speaking, you should be paying attention to what they being said. So obviously Abraham pleading the case for the uh, people of Saddam that maybe it's some righteous people in it. Maybe all these things not true that Yahuwah is saying is the case. But the point is, first of all, he being intercessor on behalf of these people. He don't even know. Kind of like Mashiach is our intercessor to Elohim, right? Also, he asking about justice and judgment. Should the righteous perish with the wicked? And we know, obviously, the common sense, the logical answer to that is like, no, the righteous should be spared because they're righteousness. But what's important to note is that Elohim is not going to 
put the righteous to death with the wicked. But not man, not for man's sake, but obviously in his greater plan for salvation, this is what he did as far as the person he talking to, Mashiach, Yahusha, the word of yours. He was righteous and he was put to death with the wicked. So this is an interesting concept. They land down the foundation that righteous shouldn't perish with the wicked. But then come back in his love and his um, attempt to save humanity. A righteous man is later put to death with the wicked to save <clears throat> some people. So it's like um, it's, it's important to understand the concept, the dialogue, what they what they stating as the um, the ground rules or like you know the rule of thumb and just things that are commonly understood and it just it goes to show and emphasize in that same mirror the significance of the sacrifice of Mashiach and what what Yahuwah planned for salvation was when he actually had a person who was righteous come to a wicked generation and die for them it's not supposed to be like that again it just show you how much he put it he laid his life down for humanity because it shouldn't be righteous shouldn't be put to death with the wicked so interesting dialogue nonetheless and again a lot of context to be to be had from this conversation so i'm gonna continue verse 25 26 i'm sorry and yahuwah said if i find at saddam 50 righteous in the city i will spare the whole place for their sake verse 27 Abraham answered and said, Behold, I have undertaken to speak to my master, who I who am but dust and ashes. Verse 28. Suppose five of the 50 righteous, 50 righteous are lacking. So suppose it's only 45. Will you destroy the whole city for the lack of five? And he said, I will not destroy it if I find there 45. Again, he spoke to him and said, Suppose 40 are found there. He answered, For the sake of 40, I will not do it. Then he said, Oh, let not my master be angry, and I will speak. Suppose 30 are found there. He answered, I will not do it if I find 30 there. He said, Behold, I have undertaken to speak to my master. Suppose 20 are found here or there. He answered, for the sake of 20, I will not destroy it. This Abraham speaking now. Verse 32. Then he said, oh, let not my master be angry. And I will speak again, but this once. Suppose 10 are found there. And he, the word of answered, said, for the sake of 10, I will not destroy it. Verse 33. And Yahuwah went on his way. When he had finished speaking with Abraham, and Abraham returned to his place. Wow. It's interesting dialogue, and it gives you a lot to think about and ponder. Because we know that place got destroyed. So how many righteous people was in that city? Like, that's the question. How many righteous was found? Only lot. So you go. Right. Period. It's right. We, oh, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Wait, wait, wait. We got to give them a TV. You got you to gotta tune back in until we read that chapter. But... Um, I think it's interesting that he knew that he was being irritated. He just like, hold, well, I know, hold on, don't be, 
Let me ask one more. Right. One Don't more be question. angry and I'll speak again. <laughs> Very interesting. Dialogue. Keep, ask, keep the, asking all these questions. What about 30? What about 30? What about 20? All right now, you're getting on my nerves now. And hold, I, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. One more question. One more question. Don't be mad. Don't be mad. Right. <clears throat> and again, go to what I was saying. Like these dialogues between Allahim and man have been written in our text and this stuff been preserved over the generations so that we can understand a little bit better our Allahim. We can understand him a little bit better. We can understand his judgment. That's important because like I'm saying, he said, I won't put the righteous to death with the wicked. Like you said, you alluded to this. Lot got sent out. He told him to go and his family. Get out of here because I'm going to do what I'm going to do. So, and again, it, we see again how uh, conversely the, the Mashiach was righteous and was put to death with the wicked. So we know that that's a, like a, it's a great thing when that happens. Right. He said, "Yes, spare the city for ten. Seem like anything less than ten, those people you got to go." Right. It's better to just send the less than ten away and destroy the city. Obviously, right? Like that's what we're saying. That's what happened with Lot. It was less than ten. Well, the point is just again the dialogue between Elohim and man. It's a lot of um, parsing to be done. You know, a lot of um, information on the. The figurative level, on the literal level, and uh, the hint, it's a lot of allegory that's hidden inside the word. And allegories like parable, riddle, or dark saying, some things are double talk, you know what I'm saying? It's like parables inside of what they're saying. And it's a lot of lot to be understood while he's speaking. But it's important we we get to know him, his judgment, his way of operation, because he don't change. And so in this day, this time, this day, today, if you're hearing my voice, you know, we need to consider Allahim's judgment and where we at as far as, you know, his word goes. So, uh, it's just important to consider. So, I just appreciate him for even just putting on our heart, putting in our heart and mind to turn to him, to do his commandments, to do his will, to be, to be, try to be found righteous in his sight and then to try to spread that word of righteousness because... You know, imagine that one city with these people that got destroyed. Eventually, we're going to get to that in the next chapter. But the point is, you know, judgment coming on the whole world. So this stuff is very relevant. It's very, you know, very um, practical, very prudent. It's just very relevant information. Like his judgment, how it's working. The whole earth is going to go through the same judgment. Righteous. Like he said, Mashiach said in the place, I'm going to separate. He come back, he's going to separate the sheep from the goat. And it's like it's a separation to be made, and we have to in these days and times like we gotta be considering where we lie. You know, it's like you can't read that and, and just not ponder like, huh? Where do I fit in all that? Am I a lot? Am I Abraham? Am I all the people in Saddam? So, yeah, again, he he shared something else about his character in this chapter. He say, "Am I gonna do this and not declare it to my friend, my servant?" And so we know that Yahuwah is another place that's written in the scripture that Yahuwah say he don't do nothing unless he declare it to his prophets. The children of Yashorah, these people, his prophets, he declaring these things to us. What will be? What is going to happen? We know these things are going to happen. So, you know, just a gentle reminder, you know, to, uh, consider these things to study, can try to be, continue to strive to come near, to get closer to Allahim. To be found righteous in his sight, to be found doing his will, his commandments, in his days and his time. Because as we pray, we pray to let his reign come, let his kingdom come, reign his kingdom, everything that comes with it, his judgment, his decree, his his, um, his wrath. 
it's coming. It's going to pour down like the rain. So we want to be found right. And that's important. Talking about raining and the kingdom and the literal rain. When they say he judged Sodom, we're going to get there. You got to tune in for, to the next chapter. But in a place in the scripture, it says it rained down fire and sulfur from the heaven on that place. So we say permit his rain to come. Permit his judgment to come. Permit his will to be done. Hey, ah, it's... You know? And you know, when Rashid came, he showed us how to rain down spiritual fire. When he uh, did spiritual warfare and casting out the demons. Hallelujah. So, if you need if you need that done, how like find somebody to help. But um, the, the point is, we want to be continue to strive to be like Abraham found blameless in the wicked generation. And Noah, and Abraham, and uh, Shem, so many people. That's written in our text that have been found righteous in the wicked generation. So continue to strive, family. We just here to encourage you guys to um, just provide that gentle reminder, you know. So um, until the next chapter, until the next time, shalom, shalom, family. Thanks for reading with us. Thanks for walking with us. Thanks for listening. Shalom. Shalom.